Well, the doctors know what they're talking about, but I guess the reason a person wouldn't follow the orders is because it doesn't fit with their lifestyle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Flip Switch, the Bipolar and Depression Connection brought to you by the Child and Adolescent Bipolar Foundation. That's www.bpkids.org on the web. You can uh, get a hold of us at flipswitch at bpkids.org. And with me today is our tiniest of co-hosts, I would say. (laughs) You are diminutive in stature. Even more diminutive than myself or other co-hosts. No, I'm not. Who's smaller than you? I don't know, but I'm not that small. You're oh. tiny. I could I could put you in my pocket literally and carry you around. You could not. I could do so. It is Samreen. Samreen, yes. I'm actually saying your name correctly now. You are. Um, Yay. Yeah. But you'll always be fruity to me. <laughs> okay. okay. That's a callback to another episode. So Samreen, what we're gonna be talking about today is something that is very problematic. In fact, I would say it is the number one thing doctors complain about more than anything else. You know what that is? Following their orders. In fact, it is following their orders. You're correct about that. Doctors complain that, look, if my patients would just do what I say, they'd be fine. And you know what? If you go to your auto mechanic and they tell you to do something to your car and you don't do it and your car breaks down, I could see why they might be angry with you as well. So... Let's get this started. Samreen, why would somebody not follow their doctor's orders? Doesn't the doctor know what they're talking about? Well, the doctors know what they're talking about, but I guess the reason a person wouldn't follow the orders is because it doesn't fit with their lifestyle. Yeah. What do you mean, their lifestyle? Like, it just doesn't fit with what they, like, their conception of their lifestyle, how they want to be living their life. It doesn't fit in with that. Then why even go to the doctor? I don't know. Just because you have to. You have to get like a certain number. No. no. See, this goes back. Look, one of the things we always try to impress upon people here is you have a choice no matter what. You are in charge of your health. Not your parents. Not your school. Not your job. Whatever. It's you who's in charge of your health. And even when it means I could go to the doctor or die, that's still a choice. You don't have to go to the doctor. So... Back to my original question, why are you going to the doctor then? I don't know then. I mean, if you're going to the doctor and not going to follow their orders, then I guess maybe you want to go to the doctor and find out what is exactly wrong with you. Try to listen to the doctors and see what you can follow and what you can't follow. Maybe if you're not listening to the doctor 100%, maybe you're listening to them just for that tiny 10%. Perhaps that will help you or maybe you think that that is more important than the rest of it, even though... You may or may not know that, well, I should follow the doctor 100%, if that makes any sense. Did you just start using math to try to, like, obfuscate the whole thing? (laughs) Simreen, through talking to Simreen, I've learned that she uses this weird defense mechanism of kind of talking and evading (laughs) what the actual issue is. So, it sounded like you were saying, well, 100% is a lot, so maybe some percent, and poof, now we're on to the next topic. No, we're backing up. Okay. Okay, let's make it more personal. Have you ever had 
have you ever been to the doctor they tell you to do something and not done it and you've yes. gone home and not done it yes just recently i met up with my cardiologist it was like a month okay, ago what's a cardiologist cardiologist is like a heart doctor a heart doctor somebody so you have heart problems um yeah so i go and you were very young to have heart problems by the way well hey it happens do you have heart problems or do you have something your doctor says you should just take care of your heart i should just take care of my heart okay that so i go there and i see her every year every year they tell me to exercise this year she was very specific on the fact that i should walk every day for 30 minutes just walk not run not do any weight lift or workout anything just walk so i was like okay yeah 30 minutes the weather is good i can do this and then I think a month has gone by, and so far I've probably listened to her maybe twice. And I've no, uh, go back, go back. You've already changed your story. You said Why? I've only listened to her twice. Yeah, followed her instructions there twice. There you go. You've only done. So you, you think it's not a big deal? That slight change in what oh. you're saying does matter. Okay. I've only followed her instructions twice. Now, why that has happened is because part of the reason is that 30 minutes of walking. I mean, when I was sitting there and listening to her talk, I'm like, yeah, you know, 24 hours in a day, 30 minutes doesn't sound like a lot. But then when I get home, it's like I have all these other things to do. And then taking out 30 minutes just to walk would be like I would have to get ready for walking and everything. And then actually go outside and walk. And then I'm thinking, what will I be doing when I'm walking? Just looking around, listening to music? Well, that doesn't sound very productive. So, so far, 30 minutes have happened only twice. I think one of it was this Friday. So you have walked in one month a total of an hour. Now, now, let me let me switch it up for you. Okay. How much TV do you watch a week? Oh, dear. Probably at least a good three, three and a half hours of TV. But you don't have a time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> funny I, how that funny works how out. funny how that works out. I know. Um, if only I had like a little portable TV that I could take with me for the 30 minutes, that would be fantabulous. Do you mean like a phone that plays music or something? I have an iPod, and that's the other thing. Like, you know, if I would be walking, I'd be listening to music. But I don't know. It, so far, it hasn't hit me yet that... <laughs> I watch like three hours of TV. Or what? Three it, and okay, half see, hours now we're getting to TV. it. People normally, and, when, and we talk about this a lot on the show. Look, this isn't rocket science. Get good sleep. Don't use drugs and alcohol because if you have a mood disorder, it, like uh, half the people living with bipolar disorder at some point in their life will have a substance abuse alcohol problem, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like a suggestion. It's hey, don't mess around because this almost always happens. Lead a structured life, eat well, exercise, kind of teach your body a nice happy middle. Don't Mm -hmm. isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. This is not rocket science, and yet people don't do it. But to some extent, I can understand because in day-to-day life, that can become very vague. I've got so much to deal with. Thinking about what's right, quote-unquote, is hard sometimes. But when a doctor tells you what to do, they're like, look, I'm the expert. Here's the path towards, quote, goodness. Mm-hmm. Walk that path. To some extent, it takes thinking out of the equation, I guess is what I'm saying. And yet, you're saying, well, I, I can't think about it in the right way to get it done. So I'm wondering, what is it that is keeping you from realizing the truth of what your doctor has told you? Perhaps the fact that I haven't really reached the point where it's like I now have to walk. Like, have to, have to walk, otherwise I won't be able to walk at all. Like... It, it, it's uh, like 
See, that's a da- that is. That yeah, I know, but like it's almost as if like so. If I have an infection on my foot and my doctor prescribes me certain medications, I will take those medications because I know that the pus and the blood oozing out of my foot needs to stop. Otherwise, I won't be able to walk. And so you're saying you don't suffer enough right now? Yes, I think that's part of the reason that I don't suffer enough. So and, and you don't connect the suffering you could be doing in the future with that's following the, the routine now. Call. I guess so, yes. that's. I think that's a huge part of the reason. It sounds like part of you doesn't really believe it, then. I don't believe what the doctor's saying is true. I mean, I've been seeing her for a while, and every time we go there, and no matter, like, how many doctors I talk to or whatnot, they're all like, you know, you should be walking. And, like, even with my parents, it's like, they tell me that, oh, you know, we met with our doctor. They're like, you know, we should be exercising and everything. So I know exercising is, like, a big part of, like, maintaining your health. I but do you really? Because you don't know it enough to do it. I don't know it enough to do it. I so guess it sounds to me part of you, like, either A, doesn't believe you can do it, so you we're back to you yeah. evading the situation, mm-hmm. or B, you don't really believe it. Maybe because right I still think I'm invincible. Do you really? Perhaps. I. You think it'll never catch you? No, I mean, I think I do think it will catch me once I strike my 30s and once the weight starts to come on from here and there and right. goodbye cheese pizza. But I think, I guess right now, then I have decided that, hey, man, when I turn 30, this is going to happen anyway. So why not think about it 10 years down the line? Uh, I'll tell you, though, even though we are talking about teens and young adults, which to some extent, teens and young adults, it becomes a little bit easier because mom and dad typically will remind you, especially if you're still living at home, Mm -hmm. they'll remind you to take your medication, I assure you. Yeah. But especially when you go away to college, it becomes a lot harder. It's very common people stop taking their medication. They will say, you know what? I just got angry one day and I said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And uh, that happens. And as like doctors for all sorts of medical conditions, as you get older, they go, why don't why don't people do what I say? Why are they still smoking? Why are they still eating these horrible foods? Like, they've lost a leg for, to a diabetes right now, and they're still doing this horrible stuff. It is the age-old problem, and it's the reason we're talking about this. Why do some people not follow their doctor's orders? More to the point, if you're listening, what reasons are you not following your doctor's orders? And in the future, what would cause you not to follow your doctor's orders? Now, part of it is my doctor's a quack. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Why are you going to him? Oh, Samreen, kicking the knowledge right there. Exactly. Why would you be going to the doctor? So I answer that question. Why would you go to that doctor? Why would you go to a doctor? Why did you go to the cardiologist? Let's ask that. Well, I have my yearly routine checkups. I've Why did you start going to a cardiologist? Because I have heart problems, I guess, like the whole family. So you said, I've got heart issues in my family i should go well i mean i it wasn't that at the age of four my mom decides hmm samreen um what do you think should you go and see a cardiologist that so your was, parents started my parents started it but i mean that's I, why you started yeah. going to the doctor yeah but i mean it, i do understand why i have to go now so part of it is there especially when the teen to switch to adult years there's this weird thing where your parents are kind of always i don't want to say they're doing stuff for you but they're making sure you get it done to some yeah. extent. And oh, then yeah. the moment you leave, you kind of take on these assumptions like, I was doing this the whole time. I know what all this was all about. But in fact, it was them who was doing a lot of this. Yeah. And you were saying, I, I, you know, I don't know why I was doing it. But 
they seem to know us, right? So I'll keep doing it. But I wonder if you truly believe all the stuff that you're doing at that point. Because to some extent, by your parents kind of always being the ones to tell you to take your medication and why you're going to the doctor, you don't have to think about it. They're thinking for you. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we always talk about is take control of your health while you can. Control what you can when you can, and that's going to require that you take control of your health. And what does that really mean to take control of your health? Well, it's to decide why is it good that I don't go out after midnight? Why is it good that even if my friends are all having a great time, I should still say no to that and, and keep a good sleep schedule? You know, I, I hear all the time, but you know, if I don't go out with my friends at midnight, I'll never go out. I'll never have any fun. To me, that is almost like saying, look, I know I have diabetes, but I, I likes me some cake. Gotta eat that cake. And you're like, you're gonna get your leg cut off if you do that. Do you understand that? You are going to go into insulin shock. This is not a joke. And now we're talking about your cardiology thing. And you're saying, my doctor has told me this truth, and I don't believe the truth exactly. Not enough to act on it. Yeah, not enough to act on Cause it. Because I guarantee you if I said, hey, Samreen, I just got a call. Your house is on fire. Yeah. You'd probably run out of this room and go back to your house. Probably, yeah. Why? Because you'd believe it. You're like, my stuff's going to go. My, I'm going to be extremely inconvenienced. But your doctor's telling you, really, is Samreen, you're going to get sick and die one day if you don't do these things. And you're going, yeah, really? We'll see it when we We'll when see that. I'll believe it when I see it, is yeah. really what you're saying. Yeah. So, back to the original question, Samreen. Why are you not following your doctor's orders? It doesn't fit with my life right now. I don't know. Um, um, I think I've right now where I am in life, it's like, hey, um, I mean, I don't see it happening to me right now. I think the whole huge, large part of it is just the fact that somewhere inside, I think that I'm invincible. I've got a while to go before the stuff catches up to me. This is a mistake I hear th specifically because I've worked with people with heart problems specifically. Mm -hmm. They have this belief that the line is the same the whole way through. It's almost like cramming for a test. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to study today, but I'll study a lot right before the end of the test. Uh, it doesn't really work like that with health because what happens is, especially with heart disease, it gets to the point where I'm going to work out, I'm going to work out tomorrow, tomorrow. And then it gets to the point I can't work out anymore, literally. Yeah. I literally can't stand for too long. So working out isn't becomes less of an option. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen this happen to multiple people. And they, they believe, though, that at any point they'll be able to cram just like the same for a test. But it doesn't work like that at all. And I would say that is true for any kind of mental disorder, be it just depression, um, be it a, a more biological thing like bipolar disorder. It's the same in that if you think, uh, it, if you keep pushing that line back, it's going to push you back. And you're saying, well, I'll stay up for a few days to get all this studying done, and then uh, then I'll sleep for a while, and it'll reset everything. That's not how it works. Because you're going to be thinking even worse by the time that third day rolls around. You'll be, you'll, you won't be making good decisions. And then you're going to make a decision that's stupid even then. So, Samarine, I'm wagging my finger at you. Mm. Shaking it. Samarine's a good person, good girl. But it is a microcosm of the whole issue we're talking about. You know, your doctor says, uh, do X, Y, and Z. You should do it. 
And if you don't believe your doctor's right, go to another doctor. But what does it take? And we don't, I don't know the answer. And I'd like to hear people's theories on why that is. So the, the, re, the ultimate reason why we're talking about this, with treatment, there's an 80% improval rate with depression. 80%. We talked about this last week on the podcast with uh, Paul Grinello. 80% improvement rate. If you follow your doctor's orders, you go get into treatment. And yet, if, if you know that statistic alone, that should make that should end the discussion. 80%? Are you kidding? All I have to do is follow what my doctor says? And I'll, there's an 80% chance I'll get better? Where do I sign up? And especially if you're talking about depression, it's like, 80% chance I could be happier. I don't want to be happier. What's on? Celebrity rehab. Come on, let's watch that one more day. So that's kind of the whole point we're talking about this. Okay, guys. Flip switch at bpkids.com. Leave your comments on the blog at www.bpkids.org backslash flip switch. And then go to our podcast page. And it'll be a humdinger of a time. You might want to uh, comment that Samarine needs to follow her doctor's orders. And I will continue to give her stern looks. All right, guys. Thank you.